Hello, everybody. This is my first podcast. Um, just want to wanted to create a new podcast, if nothing else, but to get my knowledge out there and potentially help other people share it with with whoever's listening. Um, ultimately, this is about health and fitness, wellness. You know, all aspects of of how we can be more healthy and have better longevity over life. Um, I think there's a ton of podcasts out there that do a lot of the same, same ideas. Um, hopefully I'll share my unique story and, and how I got involved in, in understanding more nutrition, more health and all that. Um, and then over the course of the next year, my goal is to, to record at least one a week and put out 52 podcasts and or you know episodes and see how that goes and see if it's you know something I can stick to and and ultimately again the whole purpose is to produce and get my information out in a recorded way even if for nothing else for myself or my posterity um, so my first podcast episode I really really wanted to speak on my story kind of put it out there as this is how I ultimately, you know, got more and more involved into nutrition and, and the aspects of health and wellness. Um, so first off, the the earliest introduction or, or earliest parts of nutrition, um, things that I had had led me up to start to really study and, and that, um, you could even probably go into besides sports and athletics one of the the first things i did after i had served as a missionary so i came home around 21 22 years of age um started right away into massage therapy um at the time the massage school that i went to it was it was just so health promoting every single person there was drinking water constantly rather than sodas and and eating you know bad foods it was my first real taste of of what we sometimes say is a granola lifestyle or somebody who really focuses on eating well and eating healthy drinking water not not really consuming a lot of you know soda or, or other foods that way um, but that was probably my, my real first glance into it. And I, I wasn't buying in all the way. I definitely persisted into having, you know, a soda a day or whatever. Um, I loved working out, but I wasn't as anxiously engaged in it. I wasn't really, you know, as active as I probably should have been or wanted to be. Um, but going to school and, and trying to work, you know, 20, 30 hours a week <clears throat> makes it makes it a little more difficult. Um, but that was, it was amazing to see how nutrition uh, really intertwined with the physical body and the, the biology of our, our body and how consuming the proper liquid like just straight water could really affect how the body would would receive massage as an example um 
just a just a thought in that um, a, a well hydrated body can release and relax a lot easier when receiving massage whereas a dehydrated body it, it's more resistant and it's more you know stiff and tight and there's a lot more to the body just trying to survive when it goes into a dehydrated state versus a fully hydrated state so that's you know you can key in on some of those things but my story um what i really wanted to speak on was around probably you know 23 24 years of age i'd had a, a few fairly bad habits i was at that time working you know 50 60 hours a week um and then i had a kind of a an addiction to playing a, a game and the game would you know take me into two three four in the morning and then you know i would uh, wake up and and have to go to work you know three or four hours later so you're you're talking three or four maybe five at the most hours of sleep and <clears throat> when you're rushed and you're having sleep deprivation and you're struggling to to really know what to eat how to eat you've kind of lost yourself in the what i refer to as a hot pocket diet wherein you're you know for breakfast you're having an energy drink and a donut on your way to work and you know maybe two donuts and then on your way home from lunch or whatever you're eating generally a fast food because you've not prepared you don't you didn't take any time to do so um so if you can imagine you're you're consuming in the morning you know 300 calories of sugar caffeinated beverage plus another three or four hundred calories of a donut now for lunch you're having let's just say mcdonald's or or a pizza uh you know something like that all of a sudden now you're at another surplus of of maybe another thousand calories from your lunch so total now you're at six or seven hundred calories plus maybe a snickers or something um and i at the time had a, a two-hour lunch so a lot of times it was go all the way home eat really relax and let go for an hour you know eat a snickers on my way back in kind of a thing and then on the way home from work after the day was done it would be another because there was zero preparation there was no cooking at home um living in a hyper convenient lifestyle at that time again hot pocket diet and that's you know why i say hot pocket is because you know a single hot pocket might be four four or five hundred calories and so you consume two of those because one's seems barely enough but all of a sudden you've consumed two of those and a coke that's another 120 30 120 to 200 calories um you know you're you're just compounding so many calories and and terrible calories you know very low nutrition no no nutritional density at all um and those foods are all promoting to be digested and absorbed as fast as possible so you're you're able to to readily store those really quickly you're you're you know body just doesn't really know what to do with that because it's not not you know more ancestral if you will um so yeah so i i have you know four or five six years 
into this moment of just terrible diet, no exercise, sleep deprivation, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, so you kind of got the combination there where you're hurting the body. Um, so yeah, so you've, you've got four or five years of, of just bad nutrition compounding with sleep problems, stress, anxiety, you know, just developing a real potential for breakdown, a potential for weight gain, a potential for just bad health, you know. Um, and there were, I think, times in that, you know, a stretch of two, three months or a stretch of two, three weeks that you would, you would decide to, to make, you know, a, a priority of working out, a priority of eating better. And those were often just futile. It would work for a moment. Um, you know, how, how many of us, and it's, it's probably more than not, but how many of us would first of the year, let's start something new. Let's, let's get into exercise. Let's getting into those, those moments. And you're working out for two weeks. You feel starting to feel good. And then you get a sick, then you get a, an excuse for missing and sickness is, is legit, but maybe you didn't start slow enough. Maybe you started way too fast and you were shotgun out the gate and hurting, breaking the body down and, and you know, encouraging a unhealthy moment while trying to be healthy. The stress is overwhelming. So there was plenty of times, but I also remember just really, maybe it was shortly after being married. So this would have been, you know, in the 2007 to maybe 2010 timeline. Um, I just, I really wanted to feel and be comfortable. Comfortable, whether it was chubby or whether it was unfit, unwell, I don't, I, it didn't matter. It was just about, you know, relaxing. I didn't want to overstress and care so much about what I was eating and what I was drinking. And if I had worked out that day and the, the pretty common pitfalls when it comes to being healthy, you know, I didn't want to, to go through that and I didn't want to deal with that. So I had that, that ultimate moment of like, just, I want to be comfortable. Then my, probably one of my biggest breaks that created a need. So I was around 27 years old, woke up one day to hairs falling out, you know, that, that male pattern baldness, and it felt premature for my age, but I started thinning and I started to notice it. You know, I reached a a height of weight that I'd never had before. So I was as big as I'd ever been at that point in time. Um, one poignant moment is I was at work and I still at the time had worked as a massage therapist. And a guy from work who had a, a very, you know, deep knowledge of nutrition and supplements and, and, you know, all the kind of ingredients lists and, and things. Um, he, I had come in with an apple pie 
one of those, I don't know, like hostess apple pies or whatever, baked apple pies. And I remember thinking, and, and he kind of taught me a little bit in that moment, but I remember thinking how healthy an apple pie was. Never had looked at ingredients, never had understood its nutrition facts. I just thought it is apples and it is, you know, a baked product. So it has got to be amazingly healthy. <laughs> um, and <laughs> when you really look at the sugar value, there's just an overabundance of sugar. Very, you know, minimal apples. A lot of a lot of it's like the jelly sauce kind of stuff that's in those. It's got a sugar glaze over top, and then it's you know a pretty dense, you know, pastry breading or pie crust kind of a thing. So it was not really nutrition, so to say. But I'd have two of those for my snack. You know, another talking calories. Another four or five hundred calories just in an enjoyable little pastry snack. Well, again, nutritionally, that was impacting because you, you had just persistent bad food, persistent, again, sleep. I'm going I'm gonna ring it over again, but persistent, you know, sleep deprivation, consistent issues that was encouraging. So you got you couple that and then the stress is an impact of of you know newly wed from my wife and I were married in 2007 um and you know I'm just speaking right now of the first 3 or 4 or 5 years of marriage but we had instant impact of of issues from my wife having her uh, different dynamics of health, um, mental and, and physical. She had a lot that she was going through, and, and I think you don't know how it impacts you, so you're kind of stressed as well of trying to understand and help and be a, you know, a proper husband who gives time and attention and love towards helping in, in whatever facet that is and in, in uh, any way that you can. You're trying to come together with your spouse so that you both have proper goals and, and the things that you try to leave behind in a single life and the things you try to gain by your married life, it's that's sometimes in and of itself difficult. Then I was, at the time, you know, working multiple jobs. During our first year of marriage, I was still working as a bartender and a server. Meanwhile, working also with a chiropractic office, doing massage, and then also starting to build a clientele um, to do private massage, working on people in their homes. And, you know, you just kind of couple all that and early early life, early marriage, we would stay up late. We would go to movies late at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night depending on the, the situation and what it had permitted, you know. Just just a lot of things about youth catch up to you at some point. And that's why I mentioned around 27 to 30 years of age, I was just metabolics, metabolic, metabolism just absolutely stopped. Slowed down 
so hardcore that I had gained a ton of weight and I lost a lot of, you know, hair and, and started to show poor nutrition, poor bat, you know, poor body. Um, and I had over the next, you know, arguably 10 years, I had moments where I'd lose, you know, 20 pounds and I'd then gain it back a, a classic yo-yo syndrome of dieting and exercise. And, you know, there's also a lot of education in there. There's, there's children and, and how they impact your life. And, you know, maybe future episodes, we can talk about those ideas. Um, ultimately I'm trying to lead you up to the, around 2018. So, you know, I, I yo-yo in and out of, of that 10 years, that, that decade of post, you know, you get married and now you're trying to get comfortable with the moment, um, to, you know, 10 years of, of dedicated knowledge, 10 years of, I'm studying, you know, pretty persistently as, as far as, you know, what is a mineral? What is a vitamin? How do you get them? If I cook food, does the minerals leave? Do I, if I cook food, does the, the vitamins break down? You know, trying to understand those things, um, trying to get in depth with, with what, um, you could argue is just exercise metabolism, how exercise impacts our system, how, you know, exercise and, and, and other, other stressors can be pro health and how some exercise and some, you know, habits can be a, a con to the health you know, just depending on, on what we're, we're really speaking on. Um, again, so I put a, a, about 10 years worth of, again, consistent work, trying to study, trying to get to that knowledge base that I had met a few people and, and knew how, how smart they were and how, you know, developed their knowledge was when it comes to the human body and nutrition and, and, some of that impact too with with our mental health my wife and i both have our own mental health dynamics and so there would be a couple books that i've read on just how to work through your own psychology and the difficulties that are there um so yeah so you know after you you try to start to understand these things there still comes an impact of putting it all together. And I think even once you've put it all together and maybe you've had a, a very successful weight loss and you've been back up on top of the mountain and you feel great, guess what? <laughs> you are having to now, although it, albeit it's easier to maintain than it is to, to completely you know, overhaul so much easier just to maintain if you look at like a vehicle a machine so much easier to do the maintenance persistently the the consistent oil changes the consistent you know good gas in the vehicle the consistent rotate the tires make sure the tires are inflated properly you know when the the need per, uh, is where you need to to do the the yearly maintenances or 
you know, whatever it is, <clears throat> the 30,000 miles or the 60,000 miles, you know, do those when they're due. And guess what? Your vehicle will last as it should, twice or three or four times longer than what I think most of us do. And that's just doing enough to get by. And if you look at the body as a machine, if you're doing just enough to get by and not really maintaining health, you're likely to have an episodic break where you yo-yo, where you gain 20, 30, 40 pounds, and then you finally get to a point where you've had enough, and now you've lost 20, 30, 40 pounds. That's not great. So it's it's all about finding a way to, to balance and maintain as much as you can. So that all kind of leads me up where I've, I've really grown my knowledge. I even, you know, graduated culinary school and and have a, a pretty good knowledge about how to cook things, how to, to prepare and how to, you know, do the food preparation for when that time comes, when you're trying to meal prep for the long week. You know, I know how to do all those things. I consistently built my resume, if you will, for myself and hopefully for my family as much as I can help them and impact them. But it's to, to put it all together, to, to try to have that package where you know how to cook, you know how to portion, you know how to, to make it as nutritious as possible, you know how to make it taste really good, because sometimes we have good nutrition, but it still tastes not great. Um, you know how to exercise, you know, that that's one thing that I'd like to try to build into my own is being able to coach exercise. I don't necessarily want to be a personal trainer, but the idea of where I can I can really share knowledge about how to work out in multiple ways. Anyway, so my lead up to 2018. So there was some pretty, like I say, kind of health impacts that were going on. I was arguably at my heaviest, hopefully that I'll ever have been and ever will be. Um, if you look at 2017, you know, that whole year, I'm, I'm as obese as I've ever been. I'm, I'm, you know, really staring down the barrel of a, a bad health moment, you know, very, I don't know, it's almost difficult to think about because of the, the, hopefully the, the turn from that person. But, you know, I think there was a lot of depression. I think there was a lot of anxiety, um, there's aspects of, you know, having an esophagus issue, um, more than likely, though not tested, sleep apnea was there, you know, pre-diabetic, we're really now looking at, again, staring down the barrel of, it, it just takes one thing, one, one episode of the moment to really put you in the hospital and have a more scary situation. But I remember, you know, I would eat something at, say, 10, 11 o'clock at night and and be going to bed shortly thereafter and wake up at 2 in the morning um, because I had thrown up and the throw up was in my throat and it was just staying, blocking my, my air. And, you know, here all of a sudden now I'm, I'm not getting oxygen and I'm throwing up, and that's blocking my airways, and I'm, you know, just ripping myself out of sleep 
and trying to to overcome whatever that was, whatever that is, and just man, what a what an intense way to wake up in the morning, right, or in the middle of the night. And those happened more and more frequently, and and you know, being out of being out of uh, oxygen when you walked upstairs, and all those those just frustrating things that you can't do with your health, like running, like, you know, taking all the groceries in when you've picked those up or, or whatever, you know, just that, that moment of those subtle things where the stairs are a little more difficult or, and, and, you know, I had actually visited a, a, um, a surgeon, I'm trying to think what they're called, a, uh, anyway, a knee, surgeon, a guy that would correct your knees, because I had had a a major amount of knee pain going on and couldn't quite understand where and what, you know, from the massage therapy standpoint, I could tell you that, you know, muscles, certain muscles were tight and I worked on those, but that wasn't changing anything. And as I go to see this orthopedic surgeon, you know, he's telling me I have a torn meniscus and, and we can do some shots in there and see if we can't help you get better and I don't you know he didn't want to operate he felt like that that wasn't going to really correct much of the problem and we of course like we all do we all have this awareness of where we are in our health most of the time it's it's a healthy awareness sometimes we're we've got an unhealthy you know viewpoint where it's kind of like a body dysmorphic mindset but needless to say I knew as well as we had that conversation the orthopedic surgeon myself I knew I needed to lose weight I knew I needed to start to really take it a hardcore look at my health not just lose 10 pounds and feel good about yourself but clear it all out work on everything and even mental you know not just a physical side so in in 2007 or 2017 excuse me now i'm starting to feel major impacts and starting to get you know sick and getting worse and worse and worse as time goes on so now it's time um just like now where it's a whole new year january 1 it was like i'm doing this but i started as slow as you possibly think um literally got a a gym membership at a uh, local rec center and I really loved it because it wasn't going to you know a big commercial gym where you have some pretty outstanding you know health conscious physical bodies where you're like wow look at those you know guys and gals and how fit they are and how exceptional they seem you know, again, that's all on the surface. You don't know how, what they're dealing with in life. You don't know if they are really healthy individuals or they're, you know, kind of a faux, false version of that. Anyway, um, but it's hard at a commercial gym because you have some pretty elite bodies there. Um, so going to this rec center gym, it was really nice. They had a, a track that I could walk or, or run. Um, of course, they had some cardio equipment, and then they had some free weight and and pulley machine 
uh, you know, machines there. So I could do a little bit of all that. They even had a few spots in this area that you could do functional fitness like um, yoga or, and maybe not yoga being called functional fitness, but thoughts of where, you know, I could do a, an ab workout or abs and core. I could do some, some different, different things just in an open space, uh, body weight exercises, you know, more functional for the body. Um, so I did slow. I mean, there was times where I went to the gym 10 minutes later, I drove home. Um, but I just kept, kept staying with it. And in February that year, I, well, and, and kind of a lead through that year is any, I, I challenged myself. I, I got to a point where I knew I needed to challenge. I didn't know what to challenge and when to challenge, but I knew I was, I was ready for challenges. You know, we all maybe try to avoid or hate challenges in life, but man, I was eager to step into and, and, you know, take my lot of any challenge I could receive to d destroy it. I wanted to look at it as, as a hurdle, as a barrier, as something that I could, you know, uh, again, like an obstacle that I could get over, I could overcome and put it behind me. And so health and the challenges of being healthy had major obstacles. So everything my mindset was to overcome those obstacles. And some of the first obstacles was obviously losing weight, but the other obstacle was, you know, you got to eat right. You really got to focus on what is nutrition? How can I be impacted by eating well? All those kind of ideas. Um, you know, so I started kind of doing, doing something to that degree, working on myself with challenges. And then there would, there kind of came this point where, if, if I was refusing something or very like, nope, not doing it, mm -mm, that's not, a, that's not me, especially when it came to health impact, I was like, oh crap, I got to challenge it. So one of the first ones as an example was sardines, a podcast I had listened to, they had started talking about the nutrition of sardines and how they loved it because it was a very you know, uh, travel friendly meal that they could eat or, or protein food that they could have. And I was just thinking like, Nope, that's not for me. And then it was like, Oh crap. Instantly <laughs> I needed to eat sardines. So I go to, you know, local grocery and think, do they sell sardines there? I know they do, but so I went in there, found some sardines and sure enough, it was like boneless, skinless. I don't want it to have a head and <laughs> nothing. Just give me that nasty thing and we'll see how this goes. So I started eating, you know, a can every couple, two, three days or something like that, just because it was a challenge because I did not want to do that. So I started doing it. And, you know, anything else that would come up, I started just doing it. And I remember in with my knees and and not feeling like I could run very well, something, and I, I forget how it came about, but it was like something challenged the running. And it was like, man, you should run. And it was like, no, because I hate running. And I still 
have a, a love-hate relationship with it to this day. But I decided in February, getting back to that point, that I'm going to run. Running is going to be my greatest challenge for this year. I don't know how it'll go. But so I started, you know, again, on that track, you know, run a lap, walk a lap. And it might have even been run a quarter of the lap, walk a quarter of the lap, run a quarter of the lap to a point where I could start to put together, you know, five to 10 minutes of running. And then it was half a mile. And then, you know, it just continued. And I I credit a lot of the, the Nike Run Club app because they they had a free app for one the app was very detailed and had had great coaching in it so you can kind of do a few different programs within the app and all the advice and everything that the the coaches would say while you're running because you're listening to some of that was just such a a blessing such a moment where they you know you're you're eager and you're ready to run and and put some heavy power and strength and time and effort into this, and they'd say, I want you to start this runoff by moving slow. And maybe not that way, but they would say, you know, just go easy. Don't go crazy. Don't push yourself right at the beginning. You know, let it be a buildup. Let it start to work on you. And so that's kind of, uh, again, maybe how I started the 2018 year. It was just... I don't know if I'll ever get down to, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds lighter than I was, but I knew I needed to start really trying to impact my health one way or the other. I don't care if I didn't lose any weight, but I couldn't have my esophagus issue, the knees that were driving me crazy because I was in pain constantly, you know, headaches and migraines, again, a persistent thing. So that was for me. I need to get working. Um... So that was kind of that lead up. So as I'm putting it all together, most of 2018, I maybe had had a handfuls of a handful of meals that I did not cook myself. So I was really even keen on eating from home. As much as convenience of, of fast food is there, and there are healthy choices in a lot of fast foods, depending on what you choose to do. Um, even just as an example, you could go to some of these grocery stores that have the rotisserie chicken, and you could, you know, break that down three or four times for yourself, or if you want one for your family. Those are a very healthy option for some chicken. Add some rice or add some vegetable. You know, you can you can have a healthy impact of lunch without having to buy, you know, again a fast food meal that's that's not great for you. Um, so I started doing that. You know, I think for the first four to six months, I hadn't touched, again, maybe once, twice, a meal that I did not cook myself. So I was really wanting to to focus on cooking for myself. I had all but said, I'm not going to cook for anybody else anymore because I had done some private chef stuff and some catering gigs and, and different things that it's like, and that might have been one of my one of my catalysts, if you will, in 2017, I had done a Christmas party for somebody and cooked all the great food and they loved it. And then I got to this point where 
I'm leaving the venue with my stuff, and what do I do? Go through a drive-through, buy some McDonald's or whatever, and man, just I remember feeling like such guilt. Like I know what to do. Just after you do a gig like that, you don't want to cook for yourself. And I think that's very, very hard. I think that's defeating because you know better. Um, so yeah, so that was another little catalyst. But t- 2018, all of a sudden, six months in, I've dropped 50 pounds. I'm in running shape that I'm, I ended up doing a half marathon. And, you know, lots of, lots of, you know, amazing moments there where you're, you're recapturing your health and not just the physical side, but mentally I was sharper, you know, happier, healthier, felt great, getting crazy compliments. And not that this is why you try to get healthy, but it was a byproduct, you know, the byproduct of, man, you look good. What are you doing? How are you doing this? God, I, I need to. And, and, if nothing else, I, I love to create the excuse for somebody else to start getting on that fitness and health journey. It's so important to find something you can do, something you can do consistently, even if it's a five-minute five, five minute massage, or sorry, five-minute workout or a 10-minute workout. The Tabata method of a five-minute workout is insane, and you can do a little Tabata-like workouts throughout the day. Um, and we'll get into more of, of those kind of concepts and and share in podcasts, you know, Tabata or, you know, these ideas of a non-exercise, um, non-exercise form of, of exercise that, or I don't want to say exercise. It, yeah, non-exercise, um, kind of losing my train of thought. It's a, a form of, of burning calories without really exercising. So the stress impact's not there um, on the system. And I'll kind of get, again, maybe in future episode, really go over some of that. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my story. Um, there's still a lot more to it. I'll probably record a little bit more shortly. All right, so I had to to pause for a minute. So the there's an acronym called NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So you're doing things that are moving about, consistently moving activity, and you're creating, you know, caloric burn and deficit. So you're actually encouraging weight loss or, or, you know, just impact on the health either way. Um, so yeah, so I, I talked about sometimes when you get to the top of the mountain, there's, there's moments there that you might find yourself back down, um, coming down from that high place and that moment of being just so great, you know, um, 2019 and 2020 for me had had really created um, or like every, you know arguably I know I'm not not alone at all but 
it was it had become this kind of perfect storm i was so fit and so healthy doing so well um never seeing anything that could come on to create a, a health problem or a health impact um so in in 2019 you know we start to hear of covid concepts um we start to you know get into that like how is our health how is our you know even you could argue financial health not just physical health um but through 2019 and, and then into 2020 you know we start to have that lockdown moment that you know health scare worldwide the pandemic and all the psychological battles that came from that and are still showing up you know sometimes the post-traumatic stress stuff the ptsd like symptom and and you know moment a lot of times those are not seen until five to seven ten years later where you know soldiers coming home because we often look at that they may actually really have a, a more critical psychological break five years later seven years later where it really catches up and now they're starting to see dysfunction and and more psychotic breaks and that that becomes more scary so you're seeing impact today you know now we've turned the the year to 23 but we'll start to really you know it's been three three almost three years since that big impact of lockdown and, and moment and fear of travel and all the scary moment there anyway um in 2020 as part of life's impact um we ended up having our dog that we my wife and i had purchased you know well back before we were even married in 2006 and and you know he had been such a a blessing for both of us um he was a a little companion you know maybe a small letter c not a capital c real companion to us both mostly to my wife but definitely for me um <clears throat> but he ended up you know needing to be put down and that was oh that was so devastating that was around you know mid early early mid-year of 2020 just after the scary impact of covid um so you know we're wearing masks into to have our dog put down and man so intense um and then my wife is also pregnant through that year and so now we're we're looking at our fourth kid and we're you know kids on the way and we were you know having that moment and that's that's tough we still had a dog though so we had two dogs and had to put one down um then we start to roll into October and I had had a pretty pretty good hernia um that was that was happening um sometimes when we've been out of fitness for so long that a lot of times man it's pretty common that if you start up a, a fitness routine there's different hernias that can occur just because the tissue's never been really strong they had weak points in the structure and then we add 
a lot of tension and tightness. And so, you know, there's a, a weird perfect storm there. I don't know if it's a, you know, real impact of, of our modern times or what, but yeah, so I had a hernia um, around the groin area. And in October, I, I had planned to, to get that corrected. And then the next month, we would go in and have our our fourth kid. So I'd have a good, you know, three, four weeks or whatever to recover and, and then be able to be there for my wife and, you know, enjoy that moment. So I think it was set that I would have a surgery on Friday or something like that. Twenty or It was October 16th um, of that 2020 year. And so I'm, you know, I'm thinking we'll go get this and then a month later we'll have a baby. It's all good. Well, she ended up driving that morning to the hospital and we hit, you know, we had our babies an hour away from where we lived because our, our doctor was beyond exceptional. So we had chosen to drive the hour. And so she's at this hospital that's an hour away. And I, you know, I think her, her father drove her out there. So I'm now getting my surgery. Then she's driving to the hospital there. And she may have stayed overnight the night before. But it seems like it was in that mo- that morning. Anyway, needless to say. So I have my surgery. Then, you know, maybe three, four hours after my surgery, it's looking like we're going to have that baby t- today, possibly the next day. And so sure enough, you know, I'm driving an hour and getting to the hospital just so I can be there for my wife and in as much pain as post-surgical values are and trying not to complain or cry or show my my you know <laughs> my pain because it, it's fair to say my moment was insignificant <laughs> to what my wife would be going through um come what may i know surgeries are in and of it in and of themselves difficult but some are, some things we go through, especially women with a pregnancy, it's it's much more difficult than just a little hernia repair. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, so you know now it's October seventeenth, and we've we've had this newborn. Um, I had shared the message and showed you know a few text messages of the baby, and then my my father at the same moment. You know, he texts me, hey, I've, I've got COVID, but it's not a big deal. You know, we're all good here. No stress. And little did I know that that would be the last text message that I'd get from him. Um, he would, you know, a day or two later end up going to the hospital. And then within two to three weeks, he was on a ventilator and passing away. And it was just, you know, horrific. Just how, like, sometimes the impact of, of a loss, especially, you know, a, a parent or, man, I can't, heaven forbid, you know, a child or people we really know, God, that impact can be, can be really horrific for our health and for, 
what we're going through and it's very, very impactful. What then compounded was with sleep loss with a baby, my father passing away, we ended up losing our other dog. So she ended up somehow being left outside or got outside and and we don't know if there was more to it, but didn't get in that night. And, you know, we found her late November, frozen to death, or maybe early December, um, frozen to death. And just 2020 was such a horrific year for a lot of people, but, God, was it hard. And I think this kind of stresses, and, and, and I don't want to overshare some of that just to to highlight, you know, we all go through these kinds of things. Just some stories are more tragic than others or moments are more intense than others. But what my point of sharing it is, it's, it's so difficult to always maintain our health when we go through moments like that that impact our lives, impact our psychology, impact our, our, our world to such a degree that you can understand why it's hard to stay healthy sometimes. So my whole maybe grand point in all this is consistency. You have to be consistent. Even during the most difficult and, and chaotic times, find a way to get two or three, four days a week of consistent exercise, um, maybe looking at the 80-20 rule where 80% of the time you eat well, 80% of the time you're, you're really focused on trying to work out and be physically healthy, mentally healthy, whatever, and 20% of the time give yourself a lot of break, give yourself a lot of grace. Um, yeah, as the end of that COVID moment came and left and the nightmare was over and we're all striving to be better, you know, it's it's hopefully really propelled me. And, and I find myself finally recovering still from the 2020 impact. And we're at 2023. All of a sudden, three years go by. You know, obviously it's been two, but two years go by and it's, you're trying to reshape that concept, reshape that I can do this. I can be healthy. You know, you can fight. I believe that when we have the excuse to be healthier, when we give in to just finding the good fight, we can do it. I promise. Keep up. So I, this is going to be the end of this podcast, and we'll go ahead and make a new, you know, new episode next week. Appreciate you. Thank you.